Welcome back to another episode of Legacy Matters, conversations on faith, family, and future, where we explore the values that shape the King's Academy community and Christian education. I'm your host, Blake Fuller, Director of Communications and Middle School Principal at the King's Academy. In today's episode, we'll be diving into a crucial aspect of education, partnering with parents. Joining me as always is Head of School, Jeremy Sandifer. Really glad to be here and looking forward to this incredible uh, episode of our podcast. Really excited about our special guest this morning. Yeah, and uh, our special guest today is elementary school principal Kelly Sullivan. Kelly is not only an administrator, but also a dedicated TKA parent and advocate for strong school parent relationships. Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Kelly, before we get started, tell our stakeholders a little bit about your journey to the King's Academy and what brought you here. So thank you so much for this opportunity just to share with you. It's a God story, and so I get to share this with our listeners today. It actually began when I was pregnant with my daughter Peyton in 2017. At the time, I began searching just for local Christian schools near me. Um, I was an educator in the public school system close by and absolutely loved my job serving in the community that poured into my education. However, serving in a public sector, I was well aware of the state demands that were surfacing And I just wanted a different setting for my child, but also from a biblical worldview. And so my heart actually became really burdened um, as I I was in prayer, just for what the future holds for my daughter. And in that research, I found TKA and actually reached out um, to the TKA elementary principal at the time to meet with her. And at the time, Peyton was only three months old, but I wanted to learn more about their early learning program. And so I got to meet with the principal, and while I was there, she kind of did an impromptu interview, which led to an unexpected job offer that summer. And so that's just really cool how God works. And so fast forward, two years ago, my child got to attend our pre-K-3 program, and I really got to see all that I had prayed for. I see that take fold with my child as she started to learn about God's truth, His Word through song through scriptures, and then also building that academic foundation for her. So I've been very, very pleased. And so it's just really cool to see how God works. It is. And it's so funny every time I have conversations with people about, you know, what led you to the King's Academy? There's always that God story. You know, we, we didn't, we didn't plan on, I didn't plan on being here, right? Uh, I was just looking for a good Christian education for, for my son. And then kind of in the same boat, I had an impromptu interview and you know, uh, Jeremy, you've got kind of a similar, you know, you didn't, weren't necessarily seeking it out, but, you know. I didn't know where, where Seymour was on a bat, uh, but but God moved my family and I here uh, just with the one day I remember my wife coming to me and we were discussing and just knowing that it was time that God was moving us somewhere and through conversations and a former member of our board of trustees who was a, a close friend of mine down in Alabama. We ended up here in this little bitty town that we have called home and absolutely love. And we're just so thankful to be a part of Kings. And Mm -hmm. like Kelly said, I think, you know, all three of us sitting around these microphones right now have a dual role within our community because our kids are a part of this as well. And so we see it. We see it when they come home. We see when we're talking to them about what they've learned. I see it in the verses they're memorizing. And so it's really cool to see not only our professional duties, but our role as a parent, as a primary disciple over our kids of, you know, I'm thankful that we are partnering with King's Academy, not only for the paycheck, but for what it means to my kids and to, to their life move. Absolutely. Uh, so Kelly, let's kind of get started on this discussion about that foundation of a strong school parent partnership. 
how does open communication play a role in fostering a positive relationship between both the parents and the school? So open communication is crucial. It's very vital. And so when parents and educators come together to collaborate, we create that united front. And that's what best benefits the student. So by sharing your insights and concerns and setting goals together for their child, uh, working together, that ensures the best possible learning experience. So true. I mean, working hand in hand, it really empowers both both sides to really support the student's growth. And that's what we're here for, right? We're here for that kid, for that student. Uh, Kelly, do you have a personal experience where you've seen effective communication making a positive impact? Yes, yeah, so I have several that come to mind that could be uh, personal stories, but also success for individual students. But what I want to share about today would be a school-wide impact that we saw last year um, and just communicating with our families to really engage in their child's learning. And that was through our Super Reader Week. And uh, we gave a challenge last year with um, setting a school-wide reading goal. And for we reached out to parents to partner with us to spend time at home reading um, with their child, but we set minutes. And so to do that, they had to achieve a school-wide goal. But not only did they do that, they exceeded it. And so you saw through that partnership, it showed up on our spring benchmark assessment. We knocked out out of the park the uh, on the reading assessment. And so that just pours in and shows um, the crucial importance of families supporting our school goals and through reviewing and taking time at home to spend with their child um, just reviewing their learning, like you said, and reading together. And so it's just like how I always like to give sports analogies. And so um, to, to achieve success, you must practice. So in basketball, if your goal was to learn a free throw, but you <laughs> learned it but never put it into practice, then the expectation you set, whether it was to hit 10 or 20 free throws without missing, you're never going to really achieve that unless you practice. So that's the same thing in academics. You have to practice. So it shows our partnerships with our families, because I truly believe that they are supporting us in their child's learning by practicing at home and supporting the teachers. Absolutely. And you, you kind of had shared earlier um, about how we've, we've got kids for, for seven hours a day, right? And it's so important to really bridge that, um, that gap between when we have them at school and uh, when they're at home with the families. I mean, we can pour into them all day long, uh, but if we're not getting that same support at home or we're not having those same conversations, it makes it a little bit difficult, right? And, uh, um, one of the things that uh, I've loved seeing um, was we have a middle school and a high school ambassador uh, program and our admissions department and uh, Sean Jones uh, really worked together the last week or so uh, meeting with our kiddos and, and talking about just having good conversations, right? And how to start those conversations, how often, and, and I'm talking as, as a parent right now, I have asked my son, hey, how was school today? Good, right? And and I'm sure many of our listeners, they, they know exactly what I'm talking about, that you hop, they hop in the car and you, you're trying to start conversation, nothing. And what uh, Coach Jones shared with uh, with our students was, yes, it's frustrating and, you know, to, to not get that that involvement with the kid, but are we asking the right questions as parents? Right. Don't ask a, a yes or no question, but ask, you know, what he shared was, uh, you know, what was your favorite part of the day or what was the worst part of the day, right? Ask those questions that require a little bit uh, deeper thought. So I say that to say, parents, if you're listening, listen, um, that spoke to me. Uh, and this is, uh, Grayson is is nine. Um, and it, it's crazy how uh, 
sitting in, in an auditorium with, with our coach talking to middle and high school students about how to ask good questions really resonated with me as a father and as a parent. So um, ask those good questions. Don't ask open-end questions. Don't ask yes or no questions. So um, kind of uh, leading into that, Kelly, how can parents actively engage in their child's education beyond the classroom? So as you were saying, going back to that, is for those discussions, but creating a home environment that values learning. And so, like you said, having the open-ended discussion questions around the dinner table or in the car, and but setting expectations and offering a helping hand when needed to show support at the school, volunteering, all of that fosters a strong connection with your school. But within that, being positive in your communication let them see that you are engaged in their learning and you're excited for them and you're helping to support them at home. And so that will open them up to share more to you with parents. That's the great stuff, Kelly. Uh, so being present uh, both in the classroom and out of the classroom it has a huge impact, a profound impact. How does the school reciprocate this effort in, in building a partnership? So schools play a very vital role in nurturing this partnership. So we have to set those clear communication channels. We have to involve parents in the decision-making of their child's um, academic focus or educational journey, and we provide those resources for parents to stay informed. All of these contribute. So as we see it as a two-way street where school recognizes and appreciates our parent involvement, because I will say that's what sets TK apart is our parent involvement. And you see that as you've seen it, even in our seminative end of the year test scores, that we wouldn't achieve that um, high level of proficiency in advance um, levels without our parent support. Absolutely. Kelly, that's great stuff. I really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, ultimately, as you've mentioned a couple of times, you know, our, our focus and our parents' focus as they partner with us is on our students. And so how does a robust school-parent partnership directly impact a student's learning experience and even success? Yeah, so when parents and schools collaborate together, students feel that sense of support. It encourages them to take ownership of education, but they're also more likely to feel motivated, confident, and engaged in their learning journey. And so that leads to overall academic and personal growth. Kelly, can you share just maybe a memorable moment that showcases the impact of this partnership? Yes. So going back, um, I shared how um, my heart was for my child to receive a Christian education. And so what I didn't share was her hearing the truth and the gospel led to her accepting Christ last October. And we got to celebrate that in a river baptism this summer. And so um, that's already made an internal impact for me and my family. But with that, I've also seen the academics that she has. I've been very impressed with that from our pre-K program that has set her up for success going into kindergarten. And so, as I said, she's only in kindergarten, so we're on the very first stage of her educational journey. But I will say that I've tried as a parent in supporting our school is to um, create that learning environment at home, give her a love of reading by its snuggle time when we crawl up, you know, with the book. And now we're going a step further when she has um, sight words and, you know, math problems and stuff we're trying to practice. So I just build that into a routine. And so I encourage our parents to do the same. Make sure it's part of a nightly routine just to take 15 to 30 minutes to read with your child, just review what they're learning in school, 
because it creates that learning discipline and discipline is a task that creates self-motivation. So this will only help them as um, they get to the older ages where they're going to have more homework. Um, they'll take more ownership of their learning. And so on this note, I kind of want to share to you about our elementary, we're the foundational years. And so with that, we really um, tried to instill the growth mindset within our kiddos. And with doing that, thinking should require a struggle. And so we talk about a productive struggle. And if you re- can recall anything that you, that's happened, parents, in life, even spiritually, we grow spiritually in our faith when we have to overcome obstacles or challenges. So it's the same thing um, academically. They grow their little brain muscles when they have to work through a problem or um, do the critical thinking and application pieces. So we want them to see when they struggle with the concept or if they get a lower grade than what they usually make if they're a straight A student and they receive a B, that it's okay. And so then we get that opportunity to share with them, what were your mistakes? Um, Let's look at those and let's create a plan on how you will practice and prepare for the next time. So we really want to focus on mastery and not a grade. Because in the early learning years, it's about figuring out, you know, how to problem solve, how to study. Um, Because right now their grades do not affect their GPA, which leads them to college. Um, So we want to create those problem solving skills and things at an early age. So then they'll be equipped when they they face that task in high school or college or the workplace that they know how to handle um, hard situations. Absolutely. You know, um, going off, uh, going a little off script here, but you talked about, you know, how students will, will, will latch on to that, that A, right? And, and it's so important that they have that productive struggle, but it's also important that we use that as an opportunity for their identity. It's not found in their academics. It's not found in their athletics or their, their art or their identity is found in Christ. Right. I'm going to give an amen for that right there. Um, yeah. So so Kelly, let's really let's let's explore how this partnership ties into our school's motto. We've been talking about it throughout the podcast and on on several of our episodes. But our motto, listeners, if you don't know, it's faith, family, future, right? So when we talk about partnerships with our parents, how do these three pillars really intersect with that school parent partnership? Yes. Yeah, so I think this motto perfectly encapsulates the essence of a strong partnership. So when you think about faith, it reflects the shared commitment to nurturing a student's spiritual growth. When you think about family, it speaks to the collaborative approach that we've been talking about that treats everyone as a part of a larger family, because I truly believe that we're family here. And future, it signifies the joint effort to best equip our students for their journey ahead. Absolutely. Um, so the, the partnership, though, it, it, it truly embodies our, our, our motto's values, and it, it brings them to life in, in, in what we do. Uh do you have an example of how that faith-centered partnership uh, has impacted a student's development? So I believe when parents and the school work together to provide this faith-based education, and I already shared about Peyton's even journey, mm-hmm. like her hearing God's truths, because we talk about faith comes by hearing and hearings by the word. And so that's our main purpose and our priority here at TKA. But when our students experience these consistent messages um, about our values, our character um, at school, but then also following in conversations at home, that's only pouring in God's truth. 
And so this unity of purpose guides them to becoming well-rounded individuals who are best equipped to make a positive impact on the world. And as we always say, that servant leaders who's going to change the world for Christ. And so we want them, when they leave TKA, to walk in their calling that God has set for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Kelly, as we wrap up, uh, what advice do you have for both parents and schools uh, to maintain a, a strong partnership throughout a student's educational journey? The best advice that I can provide is to keep the lines of communication Mm -hmm. open and very honest because we want to celebrate the successes, but we also are there to walk through the challenges as a team. And by showing appreciation for each other's roles and trusting one another in that, we create an environment where students can truly thrive and flourish. Jeremy, do you have any uh, comments to add to that? I think Kelly did a wonderful job. I'm really proud of both of you. It's been really fun for me just to kind of sit back and listen to the two of you and to see what and how God is using you guys in terms of partnering with our parents. And I know as a as a parent who has a child in Kelly's department and in Blake's, it's really exciting for me just to hear uh, all that God is doing and how we can continue to partner with families. So you did a wonderful job. I think you might replace one of us. Uh, all, as a host on this podcast and our people will probably be excited about that but Kelly thank you so much for coming on and being a part of this today yes thank you all and it's been an honor to share my perspective and my experiences absolutely so we like to end Kelly with with something fun a little bit different uh, from today's conversation just to let our listeners get to know us a little bit better so um, leaves are changing uh, we're in the midst of a season change and uh, let's add ask the question of what's your favorite season? Is it fall, winter, summer, spring? What do you like? It is absolutely fall. Okay. Um, so I love, like we're already starting to get the feel of the cooler mornings. Um, I love to see the beauty that takes fold in this season. Um, it's also pumpkin everything. Um, pumpkin latte. <laughs> um, it's hoodie season, so who doesn't love to wear their hoodies? Um, but also, I love campfires with my family, especially in the mountains. And so, and then we're very much college football people, so it's just a great atmosphere during the fall season. Absolutely. So it, it's funny uh, you talk to educators and you ask them what their favorite season, and typically they they go to the summer because you know they get the the the, the summer off and whatnot. You ask administrators that, well, we don't really get the summers off, but uh, I have to agree with you. Uh, fall, love the weather, love love college football of course we talked about in the first podcast uh uh pumpkin spice right uh and, and that that makes me <laughs> makes me very happy jeremy what's your what's your favorite season it was winter before moving up here <laughs> and then i realized that this was real winter in my my normal so i mean y'all already said fall i can't steal that so uh i really enjoy spring it's a new beginning new time um but Anything but like the hot, hot, hot summer. I mean, I enjoy summer, but summer for us, I think you guys know, is busier than the school year. So, so for me, I, I think that you know, spring and then um, the the cool fifty, sixty degree mornings in the early winter here. Uh, but once it gets to whatever it was on Christmas Eve this past year, like the two degrees, I'm out and I'm inside by the fire. You're saying you got a problem with freezing fog? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I moved into the Hunger Games when I got up here and had a freezing fog advisory on my phone. Oh, so, that's great. Absolutely. Thank you guys for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to Legacy Matters Conversations on Faith, Family, Future on your favorite podcast platforms.